1: And this is uh, the Weather Modification Program. This is right on Colorado's website. It says the Colorado Water Conservation Board administers Colorado's weather modification program, which issues weather modification permits, monitors weather modification activities, and keeps the public informed about the state's weather modification activities. Colorado has conducted weather modification operations and research since the 1950s, and a program to permit weather modification has existed since 1972. After the significant drought starting mm. in early 2000, many new water modification, uh, weather modification permits have been developed. Colorado is a strategic state with the headwaters of eight major river basins. And downstream states are reliant on the snowpack and stream flow generated in Colorado. So, and then, like, so if people want to look at this, it's cwcb.colorado.gov. It actually goes into the whole thing. I think, uh, yeah, there's permanent programs. You can, They have, actually, this whole interactive board. So, probably, if I wanted to spend the time, I could read about that rancher you know about the program they're involved with. Um I just find right. it to be interesting, I've, and, and again, like when you're spraying, in some cases it's um, silver iodide, there's another chemical, as well as dry ice, different combinations. But they also admit to spraying this stuff mm-hmm. out of airplanes as well. So when they sit there and say, yep. you know, the chemtrails thing is a conspiracy theory, and, and same as you, I mean, I'm 41. that that stuff didn't exist when i was a kid there was not crisscross patterns every other day all over the sky no um and just the other day we were out uh there's a little mountain near us and we were out watching the sunset and i'm watching like two planes flying that had Trails coming out of the back that were hanging in the air. And then there was two other planes. Now, they'll say they're at different altitudes. and so had nothing coming out of the back. And then there was crisscross patterns all over the place. I've seen it over here when uh, I have photographs I took. Like, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning one day on a, on a sunrise, there was crisscrosses. There had to be, I don't know, 30 of them. And then I came back home. This is when I used to go out and work. I came back home for lunch they were still there in the same place, barely dispersed at all, and then came back at like six o'clock mm-hmm. at night when it was sunset, and they were all still hanging there. I mean, I'm like, what? This is crazy, um, and that's yeah. that's that's one of the things. And I was going to ask you if you knew about this at all because you mentioned the greenhouse earlier. One of the things I'm getting into in my research. Again, planning ahead and setting realistic goals, but also trying to be ahead of the, the technocrats and the elites here. So, what I don't want to do is go farm a half acre or an acre on my land and then have the government just say crop dust it and kill it all, right? Or the soil's totally polluted. I was wondering if there's the ability. Or if you've ever heard anyone, if if you were going to grow, say you were going to regenerate soil and make some healthy soil, or you had a really good source, like we buy soil from the the Amish, Um, and then you Uh, do a greenhouse that's got a covering, or you build a big uh, metal you know, steel building that you're going to farm inside of, and then you have soil, so you don't have to grow totally hydroponic, and you can grow in soil indoors. Uh, and basically insulate yourself from any of the stuff that might get sprayed and comes down through the air or comes up through the soil. So this way, if you're going to put all the time and money into building a garden, maybe you build it in a different way than you normally would because you're trying to insulate against uh, these toxins and this pollution.
2: Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm just starting to look into that kind of stuff. But then you also got to consider your water what's your water source? You know, is it, is it city water? Is it town water? That's all treated. It's got the, you know, wonderful chlorine and fluoride in it. So that's going to be in your plant. So you can go through all this effort to keep it protected from the environment, but in, you know, then everybody's not everybody, but then your, your water source, you know, that's something else to look into. You know, I mean, that's, and like I say, you know, so, I mean, when I was a kid, it was nothing to have, you know 10 15 sometimes 20 feet of snow up here on top of the grand mesa and i think we're there right around oh maybe 6 feet of snow this year so we're getting back in there but for the last several seven eight years we haven't really had winter here i mean it's it's been winter but we have not had the amount of snow so we've had a few years where the creeks just dry up and back in the old timers back in around the, in the early 1900s they built reservoirs up here a reservoir system with ditches, a ditch system to get the water down. So they would have water throughout the summer to irrigate their crops. So, you know, you got to figure our water, even though our well, our well here on our place is about 170 feet deep, Mm -hmm. you know, still that water has to come from up high, the water. That's what I've learned riding in the mountains. The water up high runs. That's where the water comes from. So, Mm -hmm. The, if there's not enough water coming back up out of the aquifer, out of the mountains, then your water down low dries. If it doesn't, you know, it'll come down so far, but then the water just goes back underground and it doesn't get down here. And every snowflake, every raindrop is accounted for in Nevada and California and Arizona through the Colorado River. And that's where all of our creeks feed into, you know. So, you know, that all that cloud seeding, <laughs> if, if they're doing it to produce snow or they're doing it to prevent it. Whichever I don't know. Sometimes probably both, depending on what they're doing. Mm. It comes back down through the in the snow and the and the rain, and it goes into the ground. You know
1: exactly. So, yeah, exactly. A, and then and and so, yeah, the, the gentleman I mentioned to you that uh, does the the mash fed cattle, uh, he does he collects a lot of rain uh, water for his. Uh, plants and stuff, mm-hmm. but that's something I was looking into too. Because I was, if I if I was going to build an indoor growing system, the next phase would be. Um, oh, there was a nice property I saw in West Virginia that had a a nice heavy flowing stream running through it. But again, I mean, there's been a lot of pollution from DuPont and others in West Virginia as well. So just because it's coming down from the mountains in a stream doesn't mean the water isn't polluted. But if you can actually start to build or think in the direction of building a water purification type system, I mean, these are the things, look, and and you could drive yourself crazy sometimes, but it's the same as creating a business. Like You don't come up with a business idea today and then go pay a web designer $15,000 tomorrow to build you a website and do your branding and marketing until you make sure that that business is feasible Uh, that you can actually do it. You want to know who your competitors are, uh, where you're going to get your clients, how you're going to do your marketing and advertising. Same thing I look at is building a homestead, is you got to do the homework. So when you finally go, okay, it's going to take us three years from start to finish to get this done, you're working off a set of plans and a blueprint that's going to get you to exactly where you want to be. Uh, and some of the things you're going right. to have to, uh, there's going to be a give and take on some stuff. Some things might not be realistic. I might have to say, well, we can't afford to do that. I'm just going to have to do a regular garden and hope for the best. You know, there's certain things that you're going to realize right. that you can't do. Like, all right, we don't have an extra hundred thousand to build a steel building. All right, that's not going to happen. Now, what can I do? Um, right. But that's yeah. how we're thinking through a lot of this. So I'm definitely going to get a cloud seeding machine. That's definitely I'm ordering one on Amazon right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, <laughs> let, let me let me just ask you this before before we uh, before we wrap up because on Twitter I've seen you say to people. Um, you know, where you've said, I'm ready to just get on my horse and <laughs> ride, ride off into the sunset. And you'll see people say, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, r- yeah, right, Justin. Uh, and you've posted pictures, obviously, of yourself. <laughs> on the horse so um so your plans now for the future you're thinking you're starting to do your research talk to people obviously you have more people around you that are that are doing this kind of stuff than i do even though we were starting to build a community of these local organic farmers but i mean that's your plan you guys are going to start trying to figure out how to turn your five acres into sort of a more sustainable model for yourself
2: yeah that's that's the short term for us i mean eventually i'd like to yeah, as much as I love Colorado, I mean, it's where I was born and raised. You know, looking at places like even Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, that kind of area where it'd be, you have more water, it's better, it's easier land to live on year round. You know, you don't mm-hmm. have those harsher winters as we do. But being able to, yeah, to live sustainably as much as we can. I mean, at one point, I even had my own biodiesel making system that I had here in the house. Unfortunately, because of winter and we don't have a heated garage, it made it really difficult, nearly impossible to make my own biodiesel in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's another thing, you know, if you can't, that, that's no another rabbit hole with all with, with fuel and regulations on engines and so forth. But being able to produce my own biodiesel, you know, I mean, I was, it cost me at that time. And that was, oh, I'm going to say probably around 2006, 2007. It was costing me roughly 73, 70, between seventy and seventy-five cents a gallon, and I wow. have a Dodge uh, two-thousand. Yeah, it was so it would have been 06, 07 because I have an 06 Dodge Cummins, and I was running biodiesel and one hundred percent biodiesel in my my Cummins, and so I was able to make a round trip between on my rodeo circuit from Colorado. We drove to Kalispell, Montana, from Kalispell, Montana to Thief River Falls, Minnesota. And I had three 55 gallon drums of biodiesel strapped in the bed of my pickup (laughs) as redneck as you could get. I even got pulled over in Wyoming. I was speeding a little bit, not bad. And the cop pulled me over just to make sure that I was running, wasn't running red fuel. And I'm like, no, it's it's biodiesel. And he believed me and off on my way. But I made the whole trip. And then until we got to coming back home, I had to, we had to stop in Sterling, Colorado in the Northeastern corner and filled up the truck with, with, Diesel out of the the fueling station and then made it home from there. Cool. So you know, being able even thinking like that, you know, being able yeah. to produce your own fuel, which is very feasible. You know, so yeah, because what you uh, know, you, to, be able you, them you, to do you, that. You know,
1: you you just said red fuel. Are you talking about home heating oil? Is that what you were talking about? <laughs> no, 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 red
2: fuel is non-taxed diesel, and it's dyed no. red so that way.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no. And uh, at least when I grew up in Connecticut, okay, home heating oil. Was the same thing as diesel, and it was dyed red. Yeah. So, yeah. one one of my father's yep. friends, who was a contractor, uh, and had a, a few crews working for him. So he had some big, uh, you know, diesel trucks, yeah, you know, big pickup trucks and stuff. He had now, folks, this is illegal. But we're talking, thinking outside the box Mm -hmm. here. Uh, So diesel was always more expensive than the home heating fuel. So what did he do? He was friends with the guy that owned the home heating oil company. So he put a 1,200-gallon, tank buried in his yard in his backyard and he would get the home heating fuel and that's how he would fill up his uh, pickup trucks for work now the difference is we just got home heating oil uh delivered about a month ago i don't know it's still five dollars a gallon or something so it's not that cheap you know right no
2: but now you can get red fuel and that's what the farmers you know the ranchers run in their tractors you know you know it's red fuel but, you know, so that way it, it's non taxed. So in Colorado, it's right at about 40 cents a gallon cheaper. That's about how many the state tax. So the yeah. state tax is not in the red fuel. <clears throat> but yeah, okay, so so, he wanted so to that, make sure so, that I wasn't running that in my truck.
1: Yeah, you weren't you, you were like some uh, bootlegger running around with. Uh, With the fuel in the back, I I See, folks, this is the ridiculousness of government and uh, regulations and all this nonsense. See, this is the stuff you have to try to work around. That's that's like earlier you were saying, the matrix is everywhere.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
2: We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end,
1: what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2.
0: Play it now with Game Pass.
2: Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now, with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all new nitrogen infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com.
0: This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as
2: the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Now streaming
1: only on Hulu. And so that's all part of it. You find a way to work or Look, if everyone was making biofuel, the next thing you know the legislators come to town and they pass a law, you're no longer allowed to make biofuel, they'll say because it's dangerous uh but it's really because you figured out how to how to get um pay seventy cents a gallon for fuel. That's why they do it yeah. i mean it it's insanity yeah. You know, and, it's, it's yeah and, and it is Well, in Colorado, they have a law, and I don't remember exactly
2: so it's been several years, but you could produce i think it it was an insane amount of fuel per person. So with just my wife and I, I think it was like we could produce 2,400 gallons of biodiesel per year per person. I can't burn 4,800 gallons of fuel in a year. So, it, and, so you're not, and you're not taxed. They don't, they don't regulate it, but not enough people do it, you know? So mm-hmm. there's really not a concern. But yeah, you know, that's, wow, that's another cool. way to think outside the box is...
1: Definitely. I mean, I'll I'll just give an example here because it's one I've been using throughout the show. So I've been talking a little bit about, um, and I know we we talked about gold on uh, our show, but I've been looking into, Mm -hmm. um, in simple terms, buying scrap gold, and then I've been uh, taking some courses on refining uh, gold, Uh and... So I start looking here in the, in the state of Maryland the other day, you know, just to make sure, you know, before you start advertising that you're buying gold. And what do I find? And this is just the way the state of Maryland works. Okay, I've got to get a license from the government to be able to buy precious metals from people, like literally to buy their broken jewelry. Uh, not only that, I have to have a physical business building to be able to get the license. And I have to store the precious metals that I'm buying in this business building, and if I have a safe located anywhere else or a storage facility, I have to have this on the government forms telling them where I store the precious metals that I'm going to be buying. I mean, this is the government, folks. So you go, hey, I got an idea because there's there's a pretty big profit margin there. It's a way to make some some quick cash, uh, you know, more than you you're bet. going to tra- trade your, um, you know, when I do graphic and web design for people, I'm trading my time for dollars. This you can make more. Right. So I'm like, okay, now I have to get a license for the government to buy it have a physical office building. There you go. Now I need brick and mortar. That's costing me a lot of money. Then I have to tell them where I'm storing it, where my safe is. And this is all going to be registered with the government, who's the biggest criminals on the planet. And then on top of it, even if they weren't, it's sitting there now on paper telling any criminal who does research where I store my gold that I'm going to be uh, melting down. I'm like, this is insanity. So they force you to have to think creative. Like, I don't know. I can do it with a West Virginia license in the state of Maryland. Oh, wait, I don't, I'm don't. in the state of West Virginia. I don't even have to be licensed there. I don't have to have a physical building. Right. I, you know, I'm like, all right, well, there we go. I guess I'm setting up shop in West Virginia because Maryland made it so right. difficult. You know,
2: it's crazy. And it's, it's none of their business, but it's it's control. It's control.
1: But don't worry, if this was years ago, you'd be coming out as the deputy sheriff, slapping the cuffs on me, uh, (laughs) telling me that uh, I'm violating the law. Sir, you bought a gold necklace off an old woman without your proper license and your safe uh, filed with the government. (laughs) We have to arrest you.
2: Right. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Exactly. The insanity of that. The insanity.
1: Yep. all right Justin. so are you on so now do you go out uh, and cowboy while it's snowing or the cattle are off, they go graze on their own during this time of uh, year.
2: This time of year, no, they're all the cattle are on their respective ranches. and so this time of year pretty much what I usually do is I've got horses that I take in and train. Um, but I'm also looking at other starting some different businesses of myself. Um, kind of online type of stuff, <laughs> you know, like so. Because unfortunately, it's you know pretty icy this year. It's been warm, then it turns really cold, so it's kind of difficult to ride in. And I don't have the, you know, big facility to be able to ride indoors or anything like that. So, but generally, I take in colds during the winter time, fall through the spring, and ride them in this kind of stuff. And then you know send them home as broke horses, you know, so they can be ridden. Um, But, but yeah, it's pretty much it's wintertime. There's just some of the ranchers, they, they send their cattle to the BLM. So they'll have a BLM permit that they graze during the wintertime down in the low valleys. Um, But for the most part, most of the cattle are at home and the ranchers and their ranch hands take care of their cattle this time of year. So I'm out of work from pretty much November till June oh okay with them anyway
1: yeah so all right that's cool so you train horses and stuff all right well is there anything else um you want to say before we uh before we take off i appreciate you gave me uh over two hours of your time so i really appreciate that
2: no no i've been it's been a wonderful time talking to you this has been good
1: yeah i think it's exciting so here's i'll just tell you here's uh my plan depending on uh I mean, look, I, I like to understand the history and where we are today, where this stuff is going. I think it's only going to get worse for people that um, that continue to live or, you know, or, or don't make moves to get outside of this system or get ahead of this system. But I also, like I said, I don't, I don't like to get so dark and I go, look, if I don't have my plans done in two years, that's it. It's over. Um I, you right. know, I'm already prepared to go through another fake pandemic because I'm mentally prepared for it, you know. So I'm ready to to deal with that. But one of our plans is, uh, and unfortunately, Willie's G is only uh, eight weeks old because he's not really. I remember as a kid, I don't remember much before I was like four or five. So I got to wait till he's like four right. or five. But our ultimate plan for the kickoff of his uh, homeschool. Is if I'm still doing this show, at which point, hopefully... You know, the audience is going to continue to grow on more money coming in, can invest more back into the show, because I ultimately plan to do sort of an Anthony Bourdain style where I'm on the road, let's say meeting with someone like you, and oh, then okay. we're, go- we're going out on your horses. Yeah. So the, the plan for Willie is, right? uh, when he's like four or five, we go out in an RV, I have it all set up ahead of time, we go cross country, make multiple stops, meet up with people like you, film some stuff for the show, and then he gets to learn... Like uh, cowboying from you. That's like a whole homeschool lesson right there. Like a day out... Uh, riding around with the cattle you know hopefully at this point you'll be butchering and so i want to take them on like you know 100 stops over the course of a year all across the country meet interesting people and at the same time i turn it into content so i should be able to monetize it and that keeps uh, fuel in the tank but maybe by that time i'll be making some biofuel for the rv so
2: (laughs) right hey there you go (laughs) well i'll I'll tell you you what my friend you're welcome here anytime when you you bring your family and we'll make a time of it
1: yeah, I'll be riding around with a 40-foot trailer off the back of the RV with 50-gallon uh, uh, drums of that biofuel. So, <laughs> <laughs> There you go. There you go.
2: <laughs> All right, uh, Justin.
1: Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Stay safe and stay clear of that uh, cloud-seeding rain. You never know what's in that stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, exactly. Staying clear
1: of that. <laughs> all right. Thank you, sir. Uh, all right, man. Well, you take care. Have a great day. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That was just a great conversation. See, folks, I love when people from the audience uh, reach out I've got a lot more people uh, that are on the schedule right now that are be, going to be coming on the show so the other day we got to talk to Mark who's on pain.tv slash gold I met Justin through Twitter he also listens to Legal Man and The Quash so I have uh, Wide Awake Jim he's coming back tomorrow to continue his discussion on central bank digital currency and then I've got some people coming on from my life Farmer Carol who I told you owns that community community-supported agriculture farm. She also raises cattle. She has goats. Uh, really interesting woman. Now, she came from the left. She was a tree-hugging hippie, all right? And then at 50 years old, she decided to start this farm, and it has been uh, just growing and growing. She's 70 years, uh, years old now. In fact, I wish I could buy her farm offer. She's thinking about retiring soon, but we're going to have her on. We'll discuss all that. I've got our doula, a couple of the midwives set up to come on that help my wife with her home birth. So This is great. We're just growing. This is going to be an organic show. Bring people on from this community. We're going to continue to talk about all these different topics and how you can start to escape from the matrix. Hopefully figure out how to live one foot in and one foot out so you can make those food coupons when you need them, but then you can withdraw from the system and be able to survive outside of that system. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts along with a comment if you have not done so. Feel free to make a donation to the show. It keeps the lights on here. Puts food on my table as we begin to monetize this podcast. That's donorbox.org slash Show, Or you can join us over at pain.tv slash gold. You're going to get access to a like-minded folks, a uh, group of, a like-minded group uh, of folks out there, ladies and gentlemen, and access to a Facebook-like mobile application website. People are on there starting groups talking about canning and gardening uh farming Uh, People like Justin, you know, are over there. I saw someone recently talking about butchering and hunting. I mean, it's a fantastic group of people. Uh, People can still argue about politics on there if you want to, but I look at it as more of a place where I can teach others and learn from others. So think about joining that, ladies and gentlemen. I will see you tomorrow with Wide Awake Jim to continue dissecting his 200 documents on central bank, digital currency, and the international bankers. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin. Gold of the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold.
2: The Matrix is a computer-generated
1: dream world, Mm. built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion...